Sonic 102.9 presents Top Ranking Podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Cue the intro music. Temporary podcast song. This is temporary. It's not for long. Temporary podcast song. This is temporary. It's not for long. Here we go. It's podcasting time, everybody. Yay! I'm Garner yeah. Andrews. That's Bryce Kelly. Yeah. On today's episode of Top Ranking Podcast, Found Food. Ooh, okay. Do you? Do you eat it? Hotel Hell and Lambo or Lambo. <laughs> Lambo or Lambo. Yeah. I remember watching... Uh, the Dark Knight, the one with Heath Ledger as the Joker. Mm-hmm. There's a scene in that movie where Batman uh, slash Bruce Wayne is in a bit of a car chase, and he intentionally crashes his Lamborghini. And when I was watching it in the theater, the kid sitting behind me, without missing a beat, went, Oh, no, not the Lambo. <laughs> and I never immediately judged someone so quickly that I did in that moment. <laughs> Top Ranking Podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Top Ranking Podcast. Okay, Bryce, this showed up on BuzzFeed. Hotel secrets that will shock and horrify you. Oh, this is disgusting. What they did is they were just asking people who worked in the hotel industry to post what is the biggest, most shocking, horrifying secret. This This was one of them right here. It said... If someone dies in a room, we get rid of the body and then get that room booked again ASAP. Oof. So meaning uh, a guy who caught a case of the deadsies mm-hmm. this morning, you could be sharing the bed. You could be sleeping on that same bed that he caught that the deads in. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Grim. I feel like there should be at least a five to a seven day cooling off period. Like after somebody dies in a hotel room, you just have to, you have to shelve that thing. You have to bench that room for a period of time. Yeah. One, I'd be concerned about potential smells, potential blood stains. Mm-hmm. But more than anything, I'm concerned about uh, sleeping on a haunted mattress. How about sleeping on an act, uh, a mattress where somebody had has had an accident? Mm, and not necessarily a onesie. Mm-mm. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I'm just reading this closer. Apparently, lots of people... Um, do that thing in the bed. Yeah. Wow. A toosie. And then they try and hide it. How do you hide that mess in a hotel room? Could you imagine the shame? Oh, calling the front desk and yeah, going, like, yeah. I need new sheets. Yeah. Uh, my dog. <laughs> yeah. My dog was sick. Uh, this one says, if someone pukes, pees, or poops in a bed at our hotel, the mattress is not replaced. Woof. Uh, you got to Febreze that one pretty hard. Yeah, uh, I'm just skimming through some of these. We got a lot of texts on this topic, too. Yeah, it turns out a lot of people have worked in hotels before. I never have, uh, and maybe I'm glad because seeing how the sausage gets made when you work in a hotel and then you have to stay in a hotel at some point, oh, Ooh. man. Ugh. Speaking of how the sausage gets made. I, it was my wedding, and uh, we had two guests staying at a pretty dingy motel, not on our list of places they could stay. It was an away away wedding in Victoria. And, of course, there were libations at the wedding. People perhaps were a little bit off themselves, and they lost their camera. And so the next morning, they're scouring their hotel room trying to find this lost camera, and they 
pull apart the box spring and the mat top mattress, and they find uh, a vibrator between the box spring and the mattress. So that was uh, that was a good story for my wedding. Uh huh. Everybody knows you never ever lift the mattress in a hotel room, though, right? Well, I mean, they were trying to find their camera, right? They didn't want to lose it. I know, but you just there's just some things. Like, you'd never go on YouTube and go, oh, let's watch this documentary on how they make sausage, right? <laughs> you would never watch oh, that. It's so the same yeah, thing. So, yes, you... that up, like, 15 years later. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was pretty gross. We, in this, on this topic in the past, though, we've talked about people that have lifted the hotel mattress. And I remember years ago, like 10 years ago, some guys calling in and going, yeah, we found $3,500 in cash between the mattress and the box spring. I'm sure Chris would have been much happier with that yeah, than a yeah. used vibrator. I hope that your friend at least took the batteries. <laughs> like, even if you didn't take the whole thing, at least I hope they took the batteries. Do you know how much a D-cell battery costs now, Bryce? They're not cheap. And hard to find. Yeah, they are hard to find. Uh, here's another horrifying, shocking hotel fact, courtesy of BuzzFeed. We never wash the comforters. Oh, that's not what you want to hear. See, and that actually makes sense because I never put this together until the other day when we started talking about this. When you're walking down the hallway in your hotel and you see the maid's cart sitting in the in the hallway, and of course you always go by and you pinch a couple of extra shampoos, maybe get yourself a washcloth. It's only got sheets, towels, and washcloths on it. You never see a stack of new bedspreads or comforters on it. Ever. I never thought of that, but it it's true. You don't. Uh, another one here. Grim. Never look at a hotel room with a black light. Just don't. Why? Is that something you do? You call CSI up <laughs> to scan the room? Yeah, I don't travel with a black light. But no. I have seen those TV specials, and that's upsetting. Uh, you won't believe the condition we find rooms in sometimes. I once went to clean a room only to find the pages torn out of a porn magazine and taped all over the walls, bloody sheets, and dirty messages written on the bathroom mirror in lipstick. That's the stuff of nightmares. Woof. I feel bad if I leave towels on the floor. Me too. (laughs) Then there were stories like, uh, hey guys, my friend went to straighten a picture in a hotel room and an envelope with $400 cash in it fell out from behind. Like an idiot, she just put it back because she was scared that the person that belonged to that money would be coming back for it. $400 falls out, and you put it back? Yeah. I mean, I would be like, ooh, man, this is clearly drug money. Someone's going to come looking for it. Well, I feel if I was just there overnight, I would take it. But if I was there for three or four days, I'd probably put it back. Yeah, and I secretly hope that when it comes checkout time, I'm checking out with an extra Four stacks. Hmm. Hi, top-ranking podcast. You're on the air. (laughs) You're on the air live on (laughs) top-ranking podcast. Good morning. So I had just started a brand-new job as a geologist, and it requires me to work out of town for long periods of time, and uh, usually in, like, really small towns or northern communities. Anyway, it was my first day. Pulled up to this hotel, and my coworker sees the look on my face, and he looks at me, and he says, "Sweetie, this is the Ritz Carlton compared to some of the places that we'll be staying." Ooh. Uh, so, needless to say, was a little worried. Uh, got into my hotel room to go to bed for the night, 
and uh, pull back my comforter, and it's covered in stains and uh, crusty blood all over the top of the uh, comforter. And I'm too scared to say anything because it's my first day, and it's a pretty male-dominated industry, and I didn't want them to think that I was a total prick. So you marched straight out to your truck and got your coveralls, right? Slept in those? Oh, yeah. Got all my hazmat stuff and had a nice comfy sleep in the truck. <laughs> Actually, you know, like the safety store, like the people that sell all the safety gear, they should sell pajamas for people like you that yeah, spend a lot of time. I actually went out and bought uh, a brand new comforter and sheets from the store in town because I had to live there for the next month. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. But safety jammies, that should be a thing. It should be a thing. For people who like work out of town. Flannels? Yeah. Yeah. You should quit your job right now and invent that because people just like you who don't want to be perceived as, like you said, the press, <laughs> you pack those in your, your truck when you travel. Nobody will right? know you're sleeping in safety jammies and you'll be fresh and clean in the morning. Look at that million dollar idea right there. Safety jammies. I don't know whether it's, I guess it's probably like a hazmat suit, but maybe with, I don't know, pictures, like a pattern, like pajamas on them, like striped pajamas, but it's a hazmat suit. So you can wear those in your hotel room bed and not catch the cooties. But then how long until people are wearing those on planes? Oh my God. Or Starbucks. I guarantee you people will just wear those everywhere. Stop wearing your pajamas wherever you go. Uh, oh, listen to this one. Hey, guys, I drove to Vegas with the family in April. Why would you do that? First of all, who takes their family to Vegas? Stop doing that. Vegas is an adult playground. If you're, I, if you're, I don't want to see your kids there. Yeah, if you're not 21, Vegas is going to be a boring time. Yes. And have you ever been walking down the strip in Vegas and you know how they flash the cards at you oh yeah they snap those cards they're trying to for a certain service yeah and you'll see like a mom and a dad and a couple of tweens walking down the strip and they're still trying to hand those cards to the dad what kind of creepo dad would actually go well don't mind if i do (laughs) i'm trying to collect the entire set um here we go drove to vegas with the family in april I always scan hotel rooms, not for money, but I'm scared to death of bed bugs, so I check to make sure there's no signs of those. One of the beds in the room we had that night happened to have seven U.S. $100 bills stashed under the mattress. They weren't crisp, so I was confident they were legit. I fueled up the next morning, flashed one of those bills, and the clerk scanned it in some machine. I assumed was checking if it was counterfeit. He then stuffed it in the till and gave me my change. We did a few extra things in Vegas with that windfall. Jason, what extra things? That's uh, that's pretty awesome. If I were in Vegas and found 700 bucks, well, I know exactly what I would do. What? I head downstairs. I put it all on black. Who doesn't do that? I'm thinking I'm going to go turn this 700 into 14 and then lose it all immediately. <laughs> So I would enjoy that $700 for approximately an elevator ride and a spin of the roulette wheel. Have we got time for one more? Sure. I had a fun hotel stay. First room they gave me was still occupied, and there was a large gentleman using the toilet. What a nightmare for both sides. <laughs> yeah. Who's the bigger loser there? <laughs> Who had the worst time? <laughs> oh, I got another room. 
There was someone passed out in it with a bunch of booze bottles on the floor. It was 5 p.m. Ooh. I got a third room because my work booked the room for me. Third room had a half full Colt 45 in the fridge, some half smoked jazz cabbage in the drawer, and a note saying that this was a good room to smoke crack in. That's from Randy. Are some rooms better than others for crack consumption? I mean, I do look to the reviews to determine whether a hotel's good or not. So mm-hmm. apparently that's, is that good? Oh, okay. I got one more here, and this is my personal story. It involves walking into a room and somebody's using the toilet. <laughs> you were actually on this trip with me. Uh, we were in Mexico, and we were down by the pool hanging out, and we'd been down there for several hours. And my wife said, oh, my God, I forgot the sunscreen or sunglasses or something. I had to go back up to the room. So I get back up to my room. The door's open. The maid is in there. And I walk in, and I had to go into the bathroom, and it reeked like somebody had just— Oh, someone just destroyed it? Just broke the leg (laughs) off a stool. (laughs) The maid, she's looking at me. I'm looking at her, two of us in the room, and everybody knew who was responsible for that stink. She used our toilet. Oh. That's weird. And I understand she's a human being and she has needs, but at the same time, isn't there a staff bathroom you can use somewhere? I don't want to walk into my room and smell somebody else's stink. Oh, my God. Top ranking podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. It's not the best podcast, but at least we uploaded something. So when we were discussing hotels from hell, those stories, um, a few of them started coming in and people were like, well, I checked into a room and there was like a, a bag of marijuana and a half bag of mushrooms in there. And of course I asked myself, I asked, do you do found drugs? Like, as a person who does not dance with Mary Jane, I don't, like, if you find some, do you smoke it or what do you do? No, because I would always assume that uh, what appears to be a marijuana cigarette is marijuana laced with heroin. All of a sudden, you're doing something you didn't think. You're just trying to go to the bank and now you're taking hostages. (laughs) Yeah. All of a sudden, you're kissing the sun in a way you didn't think you were going to at the start of the day. Most people that responded to that question said, hell no, I don't do found drugs. But there were a handful of people who were like, oh, yeah. Hey, does crack come in a rock? Yeah. Smoking the rock. Okay. I totally knew that. Somebody said that they found a bag with some crack in it and they took that home and smoked it. That seems next level to me. That uh, That's a red flag that things in your life are not going on the straight and narrow. Yeah. If you find crack, one, know what it is. I don't know <laughs> if I'd recognize it off the hop. No. But then you're like, I should probably smoke that to make sure. Yeah. And then go ahead and proceed to smoke it. Yeah, there's a lot of bad decisions in, in a short amount of time. So anyway, this was the topic that got us on to found food because then Clinton texted and he said, He was walking home from, I don't know, walking down his back alley. This was last winter, so everything would be frozen. And he found a bag with a bunch of frozen meat in it, a bunch of packages of frozen meat. And it was all unmarked. It was just in butcher's paper. And he took it home. And he ate it all. And his wife was like, hell no, I'm not eating that. But Clinton was like, good, more of what I presume is beef for me. <laughs> you presume beef. He didn't even know if it was beef for sure. It was probably bald eagle or beaver or oh. the most dangerous game. Yeah. Man. Um, then we started getting all these texts from people. A lot of people do eat found food. 
Like if I found, well, I shouldn't even say that. I mean, if I found a can of tuna and it was still good for a couple more years, I might tie into that. But again, what if it's been sitting in the sun for three years? Yeah. Then it's probably not good. Uh, oh my God, this one. One night a long time ago, I was hammered and I was out with a bunch of buddies. It was a cold winter night. We stepped out of the bar and I noticed a steaming bag on the ground. As I came close to the bag, I realized that I had stumbled upon a still warm, half-eaten doner. Ooh. I picked it up and devoured it as my <laughs> friends gagged and screamed. <laughs> uh, half-eaten things. No, I wouldn't eat that. No, I don't think I would eat uh, a warm doner off a chilly winter floor. No. No. <laughs> uh, hang on. Let me grab this. What's your story? Okay, so funny story. Over the weekend, we were in BC camping. And my husband's friend had said that he had this big salmon that we, uh, we could have for our camping trip. So we go and get it from him. And I found out afterwards that basically what happens is in a lot of these towns in BC, because of the windy highways, a lot of trucks get overturned. And when that happens, all the townspeople descend upon whatever fell out of the truck and take it. And this salmon was, was one of those, like, truck treasures a highway salmon <laughs> highway truck salmon so <laughs> and that's yeah did you eat, did you eat it oh heck yes i did it was delicious really even though it had been in a highway crash yeah well yeah it wasn't like a just a loose salmon on the road like it was still package. some dirt on it <laughs> it wasn't all nimbly bimbly on the highway no <laughs> <laughs> okay what's your name vanessa vanessa you're going to the hall of fame Heck yeah. Yeah. Mama's proud. Mm, Bryce, highway salmon. Highway salmon. You've had cedar plank salmon, but have you had highway salmon? Man, that's an interesting choice. Again, I don't know that my first instinct would be to like, hmm. I should eat that salmon. Sprinkle some uh, lemon juice on there and you got yourself a meal. What about the, I don't have the text in front of me now, but somebody texted and said they were at Costco at lunchtime with a coworker. And the person at the next table had finished eating and they got up and just walked away and left their tray and food on the table. So this person's coworker, he reaches over, grabs a couple of the chicken strips that were left and the fries, <laughs> and he polished those off too, which seems weird to me. But at the same time, I mean, if I couldn't finish my chicken strips and I said, hey, Bryce, do you want these chicken strips? You'd probably eat them. But would you eat the chicken strips of a stranger? No, I don't think so. No. Again, because I just assume the worst. What if that person had a bad case of the mouth herpes? Oh. And all of a sudden, that's your life. This this one right here is the most puzzling of them all. Garner and Bryce found food. Last week, my husband came out of the grocery store, and there was one of those roasted chickens sitting on the hood of our car. It was like someone set it there while they were loading groceries into their car, and then they drove away forgetting it. It was still warm. Fast forward to 15 minutes later, my husband and I devoured that thing in front of the TV. I don't think it's something we'll brag about to our families and friends, but man, did we feel alive. Huh. I do. You and I are in agreement. The, the grocery store roasted chicken is a fine, fine chicken. I like to call it the bachelor special. Yes, it is the bachelor special. I still am. I'm not a bachelor, but from time to time, I'll wander into the grocery store and I'll be like, Guess what we're having for dinner tonight, hon? We're having grocery store roasted chicken. 
and it's fantastic. But if I found one on the hood of my car, nope, I don't think I'd eat it because I need to see the paperwork mm-hmm. for the chicken. I need to know the provenance of the roast chicken before I eat it. Yeah, because, again, I'm assuming that roast chicken touched a butt, <laughs> and you're eating butt chicken now. Top-ranking podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Garner, we got a, a text message into our text message machine, and it actually made me laugh out loud because I can picture it in my head even yeah. though I wasn't there. And it's a good question. The qu- we, we, uh, we need to determine as a group, is this a douche maneuver or a power move? That's not for you to choose. Garner has the final rule. It says, hi, Garn and Bryce. Last night when I was driving, there was a yellow Lambo ahead of me at the red light. The driver got out at the red light and took pictures of his car. I'm fairly certain this is a douche move, but need your input. Am I wrong? Is that a power move? Oh, I'm still wrestling with this one. I... When I first read it, my initial instinct was, oh, of course that's a douche move. You get out and you're snapping photos of your own car at a red light. Like, vain much? <laughs> you're so vain. You probably think this song is about you. You're so vain. That's what she was singing about. <clears throat> yeah, the guy with the Lamborghini. She was singing about guys in Lamborghinis. Uh, but then I started to think about it more and more, and I was like, you know what? I think this might be a power move. Hmm. It might be. Because on one hand, he's driving a Lamborghini, which uh, is a little more expensive than a Toyota Camry. Uh-huh. Just a touch more expensive. And he's clearly having a good time. Yeah. And so he gets but out of the red he, light. But can't he photograph his car in a park or something? I think he did it at the red light because he wants the action shot. Ooh. Now, he probably put his phone on portrait mode, too, which means he probably had to step back even further to draw it into focus in the background, out of focus. He's probably standing in the middle of the crosswalk in this intersection, snapping pics of his own car. This, uh, somebody else pointed out, I think this is where it becomes a douche maneuver. If the light turned green and he was still outside of his car, then it becomes a DM. 100%. Yeah. Hello? I wanted to chime in on this because I think it's a power move. Okay. Um, my view is, the Lamborghini and even the photograph is a distraction from the main point. I think anytime I'm at a light and I see someone jump out of their vehicle to do something, I get nervous for them. Like, it's going to turn green. It's going to turn green. They're not going to make it. And so somebody's like, going to honk at them and it's going to ruin their day. Exactly. So it's like someone does that. They're putting themselves out there for the chance of failure. Yeah. So it's, so it's a power move, I think. Yeah, I, I get really stressed out, too. I'm glad somebody else feels the same way. When I see somebody out, like, adjusting a windshield wiper. Or like, what are do, you doing? What are you doing? Like, oh, my God, it's going to turn green. People are going to hate you. You're going to be judged. Nobody's going to like you. And then they, like they you. make it, and it's just like, oh, all this weight comes off my shoulders. That's so true. Oh, my God. I don't know about you. Like, I've done that thing where I've been at a red light, and there's, like, a couple leaves or something in my wiper, and you get out. Oh, yeah. And the pressure... Oh my God! Like you have to be knees to chest hustling. Yeah, so especially gotta, if you have to go around to the passenger side. Oh, because you got to run, clear oh, the debris. Hope my hands are sweating thinking about this. Get back to the driver's seat. Get in, <laughs> buckle up, 
and get then back go. in drive before the light turns green. That's a lot of heat under you in yeah. a short amount of time. It seems like the overwhelming consensus from everyone texting in after this, uh-huh. it was like 90% seemed to feel that the uh, snapping a pic of your own Lambo at a red light is a douche move. Oh, this just in, Bryce? Hmm? It was a rental. What? Mm-hmm. You can rent Lamborghini. I know you, you sure can do that can. in Vegas. I didn't know you can do that in here. Apparently, there's a company here that will rent you a Lamborghini, a Bentley, a Rolls Royce, or a McLaren. Wow. Apparently, he was driving the rental Lamborghini. That's the, oh my god! Maybe it was does, a first date. Does it say rental on it? Like when you had to rent ski equipment? <laughs> <laughs> there's a big Enterprise sticker on the bumper. Oh, I hope not. I hope it's a little more discreet than that. That was Top Ranking Podcast, starring Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. What are we up to, like four listeners now? Five. Oh, and a special thanks to USS for the temporary, yes, temporary podcast theme song.